You're just taking your pants off? Yeah, I have another pair on under it. Why do you have two pair of pants on? Cool. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Damn! Oh, oh God! Did your great. knee lock up? Was it your knee? Oh Jesus my God! Christ. Why do you have so many sets of clothes on? We live in California. <laughs> it was cold. Yeah, I'm better. Oh my God! Oh, oh. I we need to hang out, and you're fucking leaving me and going to Arizona. I know. I'm sorry. Why do you keep doing this? Because I want to get closer to Michael Turney. <gasps> Damn. Going on a body hunt. Going on a body hunt. Gonna find a big one. Gonna find a big one. <laughs> I'm not scared. I'm not scared. What a beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful day. Oh. oh no. Oh no. Tall grass. <laughs> Tall grass. Can't go over it. I don't Can't remember. go over it. Can't go under it. Can't go under it. Have to go through it. Have to go through it. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. What a beautiful day. <laughs> That's a solid body hunting song. Yeah, I'm surprised how many people are willing to go on this body hunt with us. I know. You know, I was thinking about this. This really needs to happen. Uh, yeah. Like in a month or two. I thought it was gonna. Okay, good. <laughs> I just don't know how serious people are. Oh, I'm serious. But I think what we need to do. I'll bet Dylan will show up if for we just sure tell him when. show up. <laughs> I think here's what we need to do. We need to go out and buy, like, the old school map. Because we need a physical map. Yeah. And I need so to. So we can draw marks on where we've been. Yes. And we need to draw a circumference mm-hmm. around where it would be two and a half to three hour drive mm-hmm. from Phoenix. And we can even do it from Michael Turney's house. Because mm-hmm. his address was in, like, an FBI report and shit. Can we get a string yes. with a pencil? Yes. This is what we need. Mm-hmm. And then, in that circle, let's just focus on Desert Center. Because I'm convinced that in his manifesto, that was a confession. Like, he was planning on dying. Oh, for sure. And then it would be stupid if they didn't find a body. Because yeah. then he'd look like a liar, right? Yeah. And he's got a big fucking ego. Yeah. Probably a big fucking id, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I'm just this guy's got the biggest it I've ever seen. <laughs> Your it is really getting in the way. <laughs> anyway, so so I'm convinced that there's a dead body out there. And then we could pick spots, like maybe even Google Earth. Armand doesn't think that Google Earth is a good idea because he's like, what the fuck are you going to see? It's been like, what, 17 years? But I still think we could at least look and pick out like, oh, this would be a good spot if I were driving along this road, whatever. You yeah. Know? I totally downloaded Google Earth at work so that you I would could be go able on to a body hunt. Good, because I've wasted hours of my life already. Yeah. And then we'll mark the coordinates of where we want to look, and then we'll go to those coordinates, and we need the cadaver dog. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll bring Hank. Well, listen, we're going to we're gonna get to the bottom of this, though. We are. Going on a body hunt. Going on a body hunt. Going to find a big one. Going to find a big one. <laughs> I'm not scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> what a beautiful day. <laughs> what a beautiful day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Tall grass. Tall grass. <laughs> this is such a good song. It is our fucking jam now, huh? Uh-huh. Okay, what is going on in your life that you would like to share with us in the form of a goddamn Aaron? <laughs> well, Stacy, this week, yes. my handsome, handsome dog uh-huh. 
not Carl, not my not my beautiful man. Uh oh, my other one, my little shit stain, <laughs> little shit stain <laughs> Hank. We were cuddling on oh, the God. Lazy Boy. Uh huh. And it was just a, a wonderful moment. We're watching a very movie. magical, very magical. He was <laughs> keeping me warm. Yes, it was. It was everything that as a dog owner you could hope for. This is why you got a dog. Mm-hmm. 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 He's big. He was covering me. I was warm. He was cuddly. It was so sweet. And then he sharted on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that. I love that this happens occasionally. Yeah, to you this isn't the first time. I know you warned me about it, and I was like, "He's like a fucking shit skunk." It's <laughs> not normal. Yeah. It's not normal for his asshole to spray shit at you randomly. No, it's really not. I wouldn't think. My other dog's never done it. I've never heard of other dogs doing it. Oh my! This God. guy he just can't control his anal glands. I don't know what the fuck it is. But he, like, we both looked at his asshole. <laughs> like, what was that? And and he he did the, like, I'm going to, something came out of here. I'm going to smell it a lot, like, oh, real aggressively. No. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And my dad was in town staying with us. And so my dad's just, like, watching me freak out silently because we're watching a movie. And I was trying not to draw attention to myself. Yeah. And, but you just got shot on. Yeah, but I just got sharted on. And so I, I pulled out my flashlight on my phone, and I'm, like, looking at my shirt-slash-pants area. You're looking for evidence of a stain. Uh-huh, <laughs> like anything. And Hank kept, like, licking around the area. And so I'm like, okay, maybe it's wet from that. And I kept oh. trying to push him away. I, I don't know still. And my dad was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I think Hank just sharted on me. And he goes, no, he didn't. And I was like, you don't know this fucking dog. <laughs> it's really a thing. You were searching for a skid mark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you find one? Did no. you have to change? No, um, I you did just, change. Yeah. I didn't find one, though. But <laughs> I... Uh, That'll ruin a goddamn movie. Family movie night. Seriously. Yeah, the chair still smells like it. Oh, yeah, it's on the chair. Yeah, you can't wash that shit. No, you so. can Febreze it or something. <laughs> when you can't wash it, Febreze it. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> For Aaron's sharding dog. <laughs> Please send me bottles of Febreze. <laughs> Seri- no, seriously. <laughs> seriously, it's bad. <laughs> I just refuse uh, to sit in that chair now. And oh, then... goddamn. That's rough. Yep. Do you have anything to share with me, Stacey? In the form of a goddamn? I have so many things. But. Lay it on me. In the lieu of our listeners' interests and at the risk of sounding like the most depressing person in this world, I won't share everything. But this is something that Erin already knows all about because she's been with me on this battle I all have. fucking week long. <laughs> <laughs> all fucking since high school long. But. But, that's true. But for our listeners, my father has been on the lung transplant list for a very long time, for many years. And on Thursday of last week, he received a call that there was a donor lung and he received a double lung transplant. What? what? Which is amazing, but holy shit, has it been scary and like a crazy roller coaster ride of emotions. And before I go any further, he's doing amazing and we're so freaking lucky, blessed, whatever you want to call it. We're so thankful for how smooth everything is going and hopefully it continues to go smooth. But I would like to stop the world and get off for a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I Can bet. Can we do that? <laughs> Can we just pause the ride oh my gosh no, I it's, bet it's one of those things that I learned so much about myself going through because it's 
it's an awesome gift. It's like an amazing experience and he's been doing so well, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that it's somewhat traumatic to go through because you don't know the outcome. And I've learned that like how I handle like very intense things, which I've been through a lot of intense things. And I know that I always handle like, you know, like emergency situations. I just like get my head down and get through it and I don't panic and all that stuff, which is basically what I just went through. Yeah. But then I get home like fucking four days later and I sit down and like the littlest thing happens like my fucking water glass is empty and I'm like I'm gonna cry (laughs) and then I'm like okay this is misplaced (laughs) this is something that happened like four days ago (laughs) this isn't about the water yeah this has nothing to do with the water yeah and every day I've been just like pushing through and kind of going to work not every day I've missed a lot of work actually but for the most part I just get up and I'm like okay we're gonna pretend like everything's normal because I can't go do anything you know like there's nothing you could do and I've been spending my life at the hospital and you know my dad's doing great so there's no reason for me to like stay home but then like somebody will get mad at something over work and I'm like none of this matters yes (laughs) just so you know life is so much more important than this seriously there's so many cooler things that can happen to you (laughs) (laughs) that sucks your shit's fucked but yeah (laughs) oh your report was late I'm sorry I don't give a fuck (laughs) so it's actually pretty it's been like a a holy shit goddamn experience but it's also been like a an eye-opening one which is obvious people go through that right but it's kind of cool to look back and like give you perspective and I'm just like so much more carefree like a lot of other shit has happened this week too that I'm not going to get into but when it happens I'm like not even stressed I just start laughing and I'm like like of course this would happen of course yeah of course it doesn't matter though if the whole world falls apart it doesn't matter my dad's healthy like we're all healthy yeah that's what matters god damn I am so 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 happy for you when you text me and told me that that was all happening and everything uh-huh. i started to cry i was like oh my god yeah i've been waiting for this like your whole family has been waiting for this i have literally so long. i'm not a super religious person like i never grew up not to get too political and all this stuff i never grew up in a super religious house we didn't go to church we didn't do all that i went to church in my youth but i chose to go you know and yeah. then i chose not to go anymore so you know it's not i believe in god and all that jazz but like i'm not super religious i have never prayed more hard in my life because I was so afraid of what would happen because you can die any second you know it's really risky yeah and he's still in like the really dangerous zone but he's doing so good that every day I get like a little more confident and I don't think I've still stopped praying (laughs) since the moment it's happened it's been crazy and it's been stressful but it's been amazing and like super super I don't know like grounding or eye-opening or humbling humbling yeah it's been a fucking wild ride yeah I fucking bet (laughs) and we're still on it we're still on it but yeah but he's doing so good I'm so happy for you guys. Me too. Can and you I'm believe so it? I'm so glad he's doing so good. God, I love your whole family. And it's going to be so weird to see him like walk without oxygen or yes. to like do anything. It's weird now when I go to see him. He doesn't have any oxygen on. Really? Yeah. Today he didn't have any IVs in. He didn't have any <gasps> oxygen on. He was just like sitting there. Oh my God. Yeah. When's the last crazy. time you saw your dad without oxygen? Well, sometimes recently he would take it off but i've probably seen it like three times in the last two years where he would take it off if he was just sitting yeah but he couldn't leave it off long yeah like he would take it off for like a picture or something you know oh okay yeah and then, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes he would just take it off just because he's like i don't need it while i'm sitting and then he watches his oxygen and as he desaturates like the levels then he would put it on again yeah which, i know it's irritating too oh his nose is like raw as shit because the air just blows on it all the time yeah. and it's dry yeah 
Ugh. Does he have to sleep with it? Yep. Well, I mean, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he did. God. Yeah. That would suck. That sucks. Can you imagine, like, trying to roll around? No. Well, he couldn't even roll around because he can't breathe if he lays a certain way. He has to sleep in the same position all the time. Oh, my God. Being pregnant, I was, like, ready to be done. Yeah. Just because of sleeping. I was like, I want to sleep on my stomach. Well, goddamn, right? So, should we get episode 16, a rockin' and a rollin'? A rockin' and a rollin', rockin' and a reelin', Bobber and ba 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 Every time we're like, we're not fucking singing. I and know. we always sing. That's because music is my life. My soul was meant to sing. Okay, Erin, are you ready for my case? Stacy? I've never been more ready for anything in my life. Good, because I studied it forever ago before my dad went into his transplant, and it's been like a week now, and we didn't record that week because obvious reasons, and <laughs> we I don't fucking remember any of this, so. Well, good, I'm ready. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's all take a pause and appreciate Erin's editing skills. Because <laughs> uh-huh. you guys don't realize, but she edits a lot of yeah. shit out. You guys don't realize... <laughs> That we're already at 39 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only been like 10 for you. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that pans out. <laughs> but maybe someday, if we ever do a Patreon, we could just give the raw fucking footage. I don't oh. know if anybody would be interested in that, but I feel like I would. I would. But I'm also me. That's true. If there was a camera, too, I ripped off my pants earlier. Yeah, that would be awesome. We need a camera. I'd like everyone to know I was wearing another pair of pants under my pants. I didn't just rip off my pants in a fit of joy. But she didn't explain that to me. No, I didn't. I just ripped them off first. She looked me dead in the eyes and said, this is going to get weird. It's <laughs> true. That needs to be on camera. You guys, would you want a Patreon this shit? It's all right if you don't want to. Yeah, if you don't want to don't let us know but if you do want to let us know <laughs> yeah maybe we'll fucking make that shit happen yeah i should put up my pink paintings in here because they're not gonna go fucking downstairs i agree i'm gonna just make this room real fucking weird we need to put everything in here i think we so need too. a cork board for all those goddamn stickers yeah I or a sticker a, wall i need a cork board oh a sticker wall <laughs> um i don't remember oh yeah i want it to be like a high school room with all the posters on the walls again but yeah. it'll just be pictures i like it let's make it happen and paintings okay guys Ready? Ready. My case today is on Jill Cahill. That's a good name. (laughs) It's one of my favorites. And her husband's name is Jeff, so it's Jeff and Jill. Oh, I don't know why I love that. Jeff and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Sing it. It's Jack, though. I know. Okay. Okay, so Jeff and Jill Cahill. Mm -hmm. Well, they were husband and wife, obviously. Mm -hmm. And they had two children together, Mm -hmm. a daughter and a son. And this couple eventually falls on financial trouble times, just like everybody does. Yeah, welcome to the club. They're fucking married and trying to raise a goddamn family. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to the fucking club. <laughs> anyway, so at the beginning of the marriage, Jeff had had a stable job. Oh, ha, had he? Oh, he had had one. <laughs> <laughs> No, he had a stable job at the beginning of the marriage, but then shortly after the birth of his daughter, who is their firstborn child, Mm -hmm. he lost interest in working and he decided to quit. I've also lost interest (laughs) in working. I wish I could quit. Want to know where your money troubles came from? (laughs) Jeff? (laughs) Fucking right. I didn't know that was an option. Yeah, I thought that I just had to keep doing this thing called life. Maybe fucking Jeff has figured this shit out and he's just like, "Mm, I'm cool. Mm, I'm over this. Anyway. I'm just going to go ahead and stop. Yeah, I'm going to. It's like fucking office space. It is like <laughs> office space. Yeah, I'm not going to come anymore. Yeah, I don't like being here. So you're going to quit? No, I'm just going to stop going. <laughs> 
Oh, God. So that's basically what Jeff did. <laughs> Life goals, man. All right. Seriously. So anyway, to earn money for the family, Jill and her friends started up this landscaping company. So go fucking Jill, man. Seriously. She's, she's like, don't worry, I got this shit. Taking the bull by the horns. Yeah. Also, a landscaping company that's more of a masculine domain. Good for yeah, her. Yeah, she's crushing it. But Well, I mean, you think of gardening, though. That's kind of female-esque domain. Hmm. <laughs> Feminine. <laughs> it is, but also I think of the other side of gardening where it's like now till this soil, and you're like, no. yeah, yeah. Or what about like your your not last case, the case before last with the lawnmower man? Yeah, lawnmower man. I was thinking like, oh, she owned a landscaping business, not a fucking gardening business. Yeah. Well, his said it was a landscaper. Other people just called him a gardener. Maybe that's what would happen with her. Fucking gardening shade. Yeah. <laughs> People throwing gardening shade at her. <laughs> Not at her. She had a landscaping company, and Ooh. it was really fucking successful. Wow, all right. Yeah, so she was crushing it and bringing in the, the dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> so Jeff was like, yo, wife, thanks for doing all this shit. Except I'm jealous. So he gets real jealous of Jill and all of her success. Because she's working and stuff? Yeah, and she's bringing in all this money. And You know what he could have done? Fucking gotten a job and brought in some money. Continued that or like helped her with her landscaping business? Yeah, yeah. He sounds like a real prick. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> I don't want to work. I don't want you to do better than me at work. Yeah, you little dick. But you're not working. The line has been drawn. <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. You can't not work and then also be mad that I am working. <laughs> <laughs> On account of we need to live. Yeah, we have fucking kids, man. Yeah. So he gets real jealous of her success and Jelly. he starts to resent Jill. So I guess the whole deal was that she would make the money and Jeff would pay the bills. But Jill found out that the little dick... Jeff wasn't paying the goddamn bills. Mm. So eventually, Jeff was 38 and Jill was 41. They decide to separate because shit ain't working out, right? Yeah. They're like, we're fighting all the time. We ain't got no money. Let's fucking leave this as is. We're not healthy for each other. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. So they decide to separate, except that money was too tight for them to literally live in separate areas or to move out of the house. So mm -hmm. they keep living together. Was money too tight for him or for her? Great question. Yeah, because as I, I recall, know. someone doesn't have a job. Yeah, she's like, I'm fucking fine. Yeah. Dude, in that scenario, I'd be like, I'm coming back home, mom and dad. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Anyway, so April 21st, 1996. Just to give you a little date mark, because I haven't really dated all these other things, because they haven't been really Yeah, where big is this events. happening, too? Um, this happens in Syracuse, New York. Ooh, okay. Jeff and Jill are technically separated. They're living together, and they get into a heated argument. And Jill begins to walk away from Jeff. And he gets pissed, and he grabs a nearby aluminum baseball bat. Jesus Christ. And he goes up from behind her and starts swinging at her fucking head. Okay. She tries to escape multiple times. Like... There's, like, accounts of her going into the mudroom and trying to get outside. Like, she's trying to get away from the guy. And yeah. he keeps, like, dragging her back into the kitchen. This takes place in the kitchen. Uh -huh. He keeps dragging her back into the kitchen and just, like, wailing on her. Oh, my God. Yeah. At one point, her 10-year-old daughter comes downstairs and Jill yells for her to get the neighbors. Jesus Christ. Yeah. She yells for her to get the neighbors because she says, your dad is trying to fucking kill me. I don't know if she said fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paraphrasing as we do here. But she's like, your dad is trying to kill me. Go get the neighbors. While she sees her dad just beating the shit out of her mom. Oh, my God. Fucking that'll scar you. Right? And then Jeff yells at her at his daughter, go back upstairs. And so she's terrified and she's 10. And so she goes back upstairs. <gasps> yeah. 
That's so bad. Yeah, so Jeff ends up beating Jill till she's unconscious. And she suffered from four life-threatening blows to the head. She had bruising on the right side of her neck and her breast. Her skin was scraped on her right shoulder, her right elbow, and her right forearm and wrist and right hand was beaten. The whole right side of her fucking body was just, like, beaten to shit. Jesus Like, her shoulder, her elbow, her forearm, her wrist, her hand. It was so bad. And even the middle finger of her of her hand the fingernail had been like ripped off and her right arm was broken from like trying to defend herself so he must have been coming at her from the right side according to my detective skills (laughs) oh my god yeah in her own fucking kitchen oh that's awful i know so jeff beats the shit out of her she's just laying on the floor not moving he leaves her to die and he walks into the garage and he puts a hose in the tailpipe of his car and the other end of it into the window of the car And he gets into the car so that he can commit suicide, right? Yeah. He's going to start it up and just sit there and fall the fuck to sleep and die. Yeah. In case he didn't already fuck up your daughter enough, let's just do that too. Fucking right. Oh my God, these poor kids. And then the daughter's the oldest one, so I don't know how old the son was. I remember being 10, so. Yeah, so old enough to fucking remember. Yeah. So at the last second, Jeff is like, I don't want to die. And he changes his mind. And so he goes into the kitchen and he pulls out a kitchen knife and he starts giving himself self-inflicted wounds on his arms to make it look like Jill had attacked him. Yeah, to give himself a defense. Yeah, so then he calls his mom and his brother... And a family friend who happened to be a doctor. I think he just called his mom, but the brother and the family friend happened to come over as soon, like right away. Mm-hmm. Because he says, like, oh, there's been an incident. You need to get here. So they show up. An incident. There's been, we had an incident. There's been a bit of an incident. <laughs> yeah. We can just go ahead and have you come here. He didn't call 911, though. Because no, he calls his mom. Yeah. Well, it's like 911 when you're a kid. <laughs> It's true. (laughs) But he's a grown-ass adult, 38. Yeah. So they get there, and Jeff tells them that Jill and him were arguing, and she began to attack him with a kitchen knife. And so he defended himself by beating the shit out of her. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. So they call the cops because they're like, the fuck is going on here? Oh, this isn't a mom phone call. This is more of a 911 phone call. We've got an incident. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the cops arrive, and they find blood all over the fucking kitchen like holy shit it's a scene yeah and jill's on the ground and she's wrapped up in a blanket and she's having a goddamn seizure when they walk in oh yeah she's obviously taken to the hospital where she underwent emergency surgery and she was given 10 pints of blood jesus christ and the surgery took hours and involved removing a blood clot from her brain oh my god yeah yeah oh by the way the cop gets there and then he had to call an ambulance what so i don't know if they called the cops or if they called 911 and the cops were the first to respond but just so you know a family arrives, sees her, they call someone, a cop arrives, sees her, and then finally help comes. Jesus Christ. After who knows how long she's been lying Well, there. they might have just called 911 and been like, there's been an argument. Yeah. And then, like, an ambulance might not be on the way if they don't say that. Yeah, like, we need medical attention. Yeah. I don't know what they Well, by said, the way, there's but... blood everywhere. Place is a fucking nightmare. God. Anyway, so... But does she live? Yes. So she lives. Oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Does she? Oh, God. I have so many questions. I'm sure you'll answer them. I will because there's a lot more to the story. (laughs) So local family court gets involved, obviously, with this whole thing while she's like going through surgery and all this shit. And they place the children into the custody of Jill's parents. 
and they put a protective order against Jeff, barring him from entering the Syracuse hospital where Jill is being treated in. So they jump in and they're like, this shit looks fishy. So you can't come here and you can't see your kids. Yeah. Jeff That's ends good. up. Yeah. Thank God. So right. Like doing the right thing. Yeah. Jeff ends up getting charged with assault because they figure out that. I mean, even if he has those defensive wounds, he beat the fucking shit out of her. Yeah. And they weren't deep. I wonder where he did his defensive wounds too. Most people do them wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure his were very wrong. (laughs) So anyway, so Jeff gets charged with assault. He gets put in jail or whatever. And his family helps him post bond, which was $100,000, less than 24 hours after being charged. Oh, my God. Holy shit, man. Who's got $100,000? I mean, I'm sure they use, like, a bail bond person. But still, (laughs) like, if, if I had just walked in, let's say my son, as an adult, calls me that scenario... I'm not going to believe that he beat the shit out of her so hard just because she had a knife. Like, you're a dude. You could overpower her and grab that knife. You could hit her once, stun her, and grab that shit. You don't need to beat her that bad. Stun her. (laughs) Stun her. Bam. (laughs) Take it. Ha! You know, so, like, if you're put in jail, I'm going to let you sit there for a hot minute to make sure the shit is right. I feel like I've adopted the parenting style that my parents had, too, which was more along the lines of, like, you're gonna sit in jail yeah like i'm not gonna post your bail my my dad's thing was always if you get arrested don't call till morning (laughs) yeah like don't inconvenience my ass because you're dumb (laughs) yeah exactly yeah so i feel like i would also like at least like maybe a week yeah you'd sit there yeah and like you don't need to be out right now no what are you gonna do you can't see your kids or go to the hospital anyway especially because they have those protective orders against you like "Mm, yeah i'm a i'm a wait Maybe you just cool down in there. Yeah. And we'll see where this goes. If you're innocent, then we don't have to post bail. Yeah. Or bond or whatever. Yeah. And why didn't you call 911? Why did you call me? Yeah. Yeah. It's all fishy. Anyway, so they post bail, get him out after 24 hours. Psychiatrists had evaluated Jeff before he left, and they said that there is no reason to believe that Jeff was a threat to Jill anymore. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, when they, that's what a, psych, a fucking paid psychiatrist said. <laughs> but he's not a threat anymore. He went off the fucking deep end and beat the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. But, but he won't do it again. Anymore. He's not a threat anymore. So, for six months, Jill was in the hospital recovering. Oh, my God. Yeah. She ended up getting, like, meningitis. She got sick. She had a ton of infections on the brain. She almost died so many times. But every single time she got sick, she made a comeback. Wow. And she began to relearn to speak and how to use her arms. Like, this chick was busted up. Um, She started to remember her children's name. And she was finally healing. And she would be able to, like, one account said, like, she was finally able to, like, wash her own face. So she was learning her own, like, self-care again. Oh, my God. Did she remember the incident at all? No. Did she remember him? Jeff? Yeah. I would assume so. They didn't say. Yeah. So in the meantime, while she was in the hospital, Jeff's picture was at every nurse's station to warn them to say, like, if you see this man, get him out. He's not allowed to be around here because they had that, like, restraining order against him, right? Yeah. So all the nurses knew, like, watch the fuck out for this guy. This lady went through some shit because of her husband. I have a bad feeling. Yeah, you should. God damn it. So from July to October-ish... The nurses began to see a man walking the halls in a janitor's uniform, which matched the hospital's uniform, but it was slightly off. Like, the color was a little off, and his shoes weren't right. 
and it looked like he was obviously wearing a wig. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you see where this is going? I can. Yeah. And so he would, like, just walk around with, like, a mop and do some shit, and then he'd go away. First of all, yeah. fucking creepy. Yeah. Why wouldn't somebody report him? Yeah, like, like, uh, it's not quite right. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be like, hey, other janitors, what's up with that janitor? Why doesn't he have the right uniform? My guess is is that it probably was several spottings in hindsight and that it was separate nurses, you know, like, not the same nurse over and over. That's the only thing I can think of. Otherwise, a lot of people drop the fucking ball. That's crazy. Yeah. So, October, a nurse finds this strange man in Jill's room. And when the nurse confronts him, he says, oh, I was just in here to say hi to Jill. And he leaves really fast. And she's like, that was fucking weird. And then on October 27th, a nurse again sees the suspicious man in the halls. And the nurses start talking to each other. And they start asking, like, do you know who this guy is? And their coworkers are like, I I don't know who he is, but that's really weird. He shouldn't be in here. Yeah. So they start doing a room-by-room search to see where he went because they, like, lost eyes on him. Oh, God. And when they enter Jill Cahill's room, they find her gasping for air. Mm Mm-hmm. And the air smelled really unusual like almonds. What? And so the nurse noticed this, like, waxy-like substance across her chest and bruises on her mouth. What? Jill ends up going into cardiac arrest, and the nurse begins, like, CPR and trying to save her life. And the nurse starts reporting that her hands are burning from this substance. Yeah. So what they find on Jill and in her blood eventually was potassium cyanide. What the fuck is that? It's a potent and rapidly acting poison that stops the blood from processing oxygen so essentially what it does is the victims suffocate to death because you can't process the oxygen no matter how much you breathe in jesus so in jill's sheet they actually found a little vial with cyanide in it and so by october 28th the next day jill was pronounced dead oh no she fucking overcame all this shit and then she dies from being poisoned in a hospital where she's supposed to be safe god Jeff was obviously an immediate suspect, and he was arrested and held without bail. Thank fuck. Yeah. In Jeff's home, they find a partially burned wig and an open bottle of cyanide. Oh, my God. They also find internet searches for how cyanide works and how to get it. I guess how Jeff got the cyanide was he looked up a local electroplating company who used cyanide in their, like electroplating techniques Mm -hmm. and this dude fucking created a false letterhead for the company requesting an order from a california-based lab for cyanide jesus yeah and then so he spent 30 dollars on the cyanide he tracked the shipment overnight and then he went to the electroplating company in the morning and he intercepted the delivery by pretending to be an employee wow and he got the fucking bottle of cyanide what the hell? I, I know. I guess it was suspicious enough that the UPS driver was like, this is odd. And he wrote down the guy's license plate number. And big fucking surprise, it was Jeff's license plate. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Did, the UPS driver probably doesn't know that he's carrying cyanide, though. I know. Probably not. But he might. It was probably more of like the package delivery. Like, I don't yeah. know what the fuck's in this package, but I yeah. don't think it belongs to this guy. Yeah, well, like, our at work, our FedEx people knows, like, who all works there or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, so they would recognize, so maybe yeah. that's why he did it. Okay, so basically what he did was to prime the nurses and the hospital, quote-unquote prime, was he dressed up as this janitor, and he would start walking the halls to try to, like, you know, groom or prime the nurses and the staff of his presence. 
to not like, be alarmed by it. Yeah. So he wouldn't always go see her. He was just walking around so that he would be a, a normal sight around the hospital. That's fucking weird. Yeah. And then when he found the opportunity to attack Jill, he forced the cyanide in her mouth, giving her the fatal dose that killed her right god that's so creepy why does he care so much well he's probably gonna be sentenced to whatever jail time for attempted murder if she lives yeah but then now it's like for sure murder yeah now it's real murder god damn it's two times two times two times (laughs) anyways so jeff was going to be tried on both cases Oh, good. The attempted murder and the real murder? Yep, the assault and the first-degree murder. And prosecutors were seeking the death penalty. The jury ends up finding him guilty, and they sentence him to death. Yay, right? Yay! The state court of appeals overturned his sentence. God damn it. Saying that for it to be the first-degree murder, he had to have committed the murder while committing another offense. Isn't that interesting? So, like, he had to be, like, raping her and then murder her, and then it would be first-degree. What about fraud? (laughs) I mean, Ooh. I don't know how fraud works. Fraud probably isn't as serious as raping. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it's another offense. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like you should have been impersonating a fucking her lawyer. I don't know who's fucking. Oh, the it should be lawyer. the prosecutor's lawyer. Yeah, yeah the state's lawyer. <laughs> the impersonating a janitor probably. Do you th- yeah, probably impersonating not. a hospital worker. Too bad it wasn't a cop. And he's violating his fucking restraining order or That's whatever. That's true. I don't know what the I don't know the logistics. I just know that they got it overturned. God, why so am he I not a lawyer? I don't know. Because I didn't do all the schooling or pass the bar. That's true. <laughs> and then, like we said in past podcasts, we like to think we're really smart, and then something obvious will pop up, and we're like, we're idiots. <laughs> That's true. Because we get set in one way, and we don't think any other way. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty set on this guy being guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't be on his jury either. They'd kick me off. I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious he's guilty. <laughs> Anyway, so they end up reducing Jeff's sentence to second-degree murder, and they retry him for a resentencing. Okay. He was given 37 and a half years to life. Okay. In 2007, Jeff filed for an appeal to reduce his sentence to be eligible for parole after 25 years. So in October 2024, Mm -hmm. at the age of 64, he could possibly be released. Oh, he got it? But if he doesn't get out, then he's eligible for parole in April of 2036, where he'll be 75 years old. No, fuck him. Let him die in prison. Yeah, his little ass needs to stay in prison. He needs to stay there for fucking life. Yeah. Anyway, there's also a book about this, if you want to read it. I didn't read it. I found it at the end of all my research. But it's called While She Slept by Marion Collins. Hmm. But I'd be interested to read it because I'm sure there's way more that I'm not capturing. But Oh, for sure. Yeah. I want to hear from the daughter. Oh my god, can you imagine how fucked up you'd be? Yeah, I can. Oh my god, and those poor kids, they were getting their mom back. Yeah, you're on the road to recovery. Yeah. Fun fact, though, that like cyanide smells like almonds. That is a fun fact. Yeah. And that it would burn your hands. Yeah, I guess you want to handle that shit with care. I guess. There was a serial killer who used to, I don't remember what what it was, maybe it was cyanide or something, but he would, like, bump into someone at a bar and spill his drink on them, and his drink would be, would have whatever it was in it, and then after a couple hours it would soak through their shirt, into their skin, into their blood, and then they would die from it, like, hours and hours later. Oh my god, I wonder if that nurse got sick from it. Right? Probably washed her hands real quick. Yeah, wear the fucking gloves, man. The thing I was reading about cyanide was, like, it metabolizes quickly, so... I forget all the numbers, right? But they, like, drew her blood right after, and she had high levels of cyanide, like, a quadrillion times the fatal dose. Jesus. And then, like, a couple hours later, they drew it, and it was, like, minuscule. The nurses or the... Oh, no, 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 Jill's. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. So your body, like, it disappears quickly. Yeah. I don't know if you metabolize it because you die, but... 
you know, the half-life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, fucking smart words. <laughs> half-life. Haven't heard that one in a long time. <laughs> the half-life is rapid. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right. So give me your goddamn story, Aaron. I'll give you my goddamn story. All right. Let's hear it. All right. This is a recommended one. We are recommended by Kat Sandoval Ooh. on Twitter. What up? What up, girl? Sandoval. Sandoval. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so <laughs> this is the story of Leonarda. Ooh, I did not practice this last name. Oh, we're going to roll with it. It's Italian. Uh-huh. Cianciulli? Beautiful. Oh, I, I might know this one already. Do you? Yes. Son of bitch. I was going to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I pulled out last second, but I was so excited to do it. I did, like, all the research, too. Really? Son of a bitch? I think so. Let's see. Let's see. It's the soap maker of Correggio. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> well, maybe you can tell me anything that I missed then. Okay, deal. Let's go through it. Yeah. You still have to act shocked. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do some, You'll know this, but I'm going to do some dramatic readings. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. Maybe I don't know it all. Oh, you probably do. All right. Let's hear it. So this is an older case. Mm-hmm. I want to say it happened in the 1940s. Okay. I want to say that because that's when it happened. (laughs) (laughs) So she was born April 18th, 1894. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. That was forever ago. Yeah. But that's what people are going to say about us. I know. 1987, our grandkids are going to be like, Jesus, that's not even in the fucking 200s. Yeah. 2000s. Um, you know what I mean. What, did you ride dinosaurs to school? And we we're going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Pterodactyls yeah. were my favorite. <laughs> I couldn't afford a pterodactyl. <laughs> Mine was the off-brand, the pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jokes. Son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> so it's expensive silent peas. That's <laughs> where so they'll get you. Mm-hmm. So this was in Italy, and she ended up dying October 15th, 1970. Goddamn. At 76 years old, but we'll get to that later. Okay. When she was a little girl, mm-hmm. she had a pretty fucked up childhood. She attempted suicide twice before Jesus. she hit adulthood. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's it didn't specify right. what her fucked up childhood was, but so much as I can only imagine Italy in like yeah, 1890 something. If I remember correctly, I could be royally fucking this up and confusing it with another case, but I think her mom was a prostitute and so she was born from that. Oh. And... And she was abused a lot. Could be. By the father. Because she wasn't wanted. That very well could be. I think. I didn't read anything about that in this, so I don't know. We speculate wildly anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Collaboration right here. Uh So in 1917, when Mm -hmm. she was 23 years old, she she ended up marrying a man named Raphael Pansardi. Uh But her parents didn't approve of him at all, and they had other plans for her to, like, have an arranged marriage with someone with a higher class. I guess this guy was a, oh, what was it? Like a notary public, I think? One of those? Ooh. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. That was just... I didn't write it. I didn't even write it down because I was like, that's not important. That's not a thing. Yeah. I mean, no, it's a thing. I think it's just the guy that goes around notarizing things. Where that's what like, I was thinking right when you said it, but I don't know if that was a thing in fucking 1917. Oh, I'm sure it was more of a thing then than it is now. Probably. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> At any rate, her parents didn't like him, and so they were like, no. Fuck you, right? Yeah. And her mom cursed them. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's me. As a mom. (laughs) (laughs) I put a curse on you. 
So shortly after, the mom puts a curse on hit on them. So casually, yeah. Just oh, damn it, mom. Yeah. <laughs> they moved to his hometown where he was born. And then in 1927, so ten years later, she was convicted of fraud and put in prison. Okay. But she wasn't in prison for a long time because then in 1930, just three years later, mm-hmm. their house was destroyed by an earthquake and they had to move. So okay. she was in prison for less than three years. Yeah, that sucks. That's unfortunate. What an yeah. unfortunate life so far. Yeah, so far. So they moved to Correggio. Yes. I think I'm saying that right. I have no I idea. I like it. Space gay? Am I saying that right? <laughs> <laughs> She'll let you know. Well, she opened a small shop there, and she was well-respected by the community and was, like, basically finally living a good life, right? Nice. Okay. Well, businesswoman. Yeah. At one point, she went to a traveling Romani fortune teller. As we do. As we do. Which, <laughs> if I knew any, I would totally go. I would, too. <laughs> As we attempt to read each other's tarot cards. Exactly. <laughs> The fortune teller told her that she would marry and have kids, but they would all die young. Oh, God, that's a terrible fortune. Yeah. Not going on that one. And then later, she had her palm read by another gypsy who said, In your right hand, I see prison. In your left, a criminal asylum. Oh, shit. So she has... like, I already did prison. Oh, yeah, I already (laughs) did prison time. Yeah. Not a good future fortune. No. no, I feel like I'd be like, can I have my money back? Yeah. Can we start over? Yeah. That's someone else. Read my other hand. (laughs) Yeah. Read my feet. (laughs) No. Mine are too much. (laughs) Yeah. So she ends up having 17 pregnancies during this marriage. Jesus Christ. That's way too many. That's a lot of fucking pregnancies. That's so many. She loses three of them to miscarriage. Oh, that's sad. Ten of them died before the age of ten. Oh my gosh. Uh, Mother of the Year Award? Or are we talking like know. the plague? I mean, we're probably talking like Everything. 1940s. Can you imagine? No. Oh, First of all, can man. you imagine giving birth, what, fucking almost 14 times? Yeah, that's... Oh, no. Yeah. No. No. Oh, that's so sad. This no. poor woman. This lady was always pregnant. <laughs> no fucking joke. She couldn't have any goddamn wine. Never. Ugh. No, thank you. Yeah. So, obviously, she was super duper protective over her last four children. Yeah, like, these ones are mine and I will keep them. Yeah, because she was super superstitious. <laughs> yeah. Super duper stitious. <laughs> oh, I like what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> and so, yeah, because the fortune teller people, or lady. Yeah, she she's was all like, spooked and she's like, there, you guys are fucking on to something. Yeah. I can't keep these ones alive. Yeah, so she's like, these ones are not going anywhere. So then her favorite son, Giuseppe, joins the Italian army in 1939. Of course his name is Giuseppe. Right? What a good name, though. Giuseppe. Giuseppe. (laughs) And so Leonardo here is like, I will keep him safe. Yeah. And I will do so with human sacrifice. Naturally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As one does. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck, man, this lady. The natural progression. Listen, she's had a rough life, but man, is she off a rocker. (laughs) Well, listen, if you're that superstitious and it's come true, and then for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe a fortune teller told her that human sacrifice was like the way to go. And she's like, well, you've been right so far. Yeah, I'll listen to you now. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'd be like all my 10 children before count enough. (laughs) As human sacrifices? Fucking seriously. Oh, my God. So she concocts a plan. Oh, shit. And she's going to go through with this human sacrifice on some friends that she has. Because remember, she's well-respected in the community. Yeah, come on over, Sharon. Mm Mm-hmm. She chose... 
Faustina Setti, who was a spinster that would come over to our house. There's that word again. (laughs) Exactly. I thought of that one when I wrote it. She would come over, and so Leonardo was like, yo, I have the perfect man for you. Ooh, girl. Mm -hmm. And so this Faustina lady was like, hell yeah. That's exactly what I need on account of I'm a spinster. She's like, what's up, babe? Mm-hmm. So, Leonardo thought that no one would miss Faustina. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't have a whole lot of family or friends or anything like that. So she makes, like, a good target. Yeah, she makes a good target. But the family that she did have, Leonardo told her to write letters to them saying that she was going to go overseas to marry this man, but not to tell them, like, exactly where he's going, where she's going or anything. Not. That's not shady. Not at all. Yeah. That's suspicious. So then... Don't come looking for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm fine. Never... You guys, never fill anything out like that. No. Anytime anyone wants you to write letters, just don't. Yeah. Just or don't. do it to where it's like every other line is the real message because I feel like I could decode that. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Or like the first letter yeah. and it spells something down. Like, help me. Yeah. But still, I don't I'm know. I'm not man. clever enough to be able to do that. Though, I feel like sentence. the cops would just look over that. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. The cops in all of our cases. <laughs> the cops in all of your cases. Yeah, yeah. So the last day before she's supposed to go overseas to meet this guy... She goes over to Leonardo's house and she's like, bye, miss you forever, right? And Leonardo gives her some wine that was drugged. Of course. Uh-huh. And murders her with an axe. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Was she just like sleepy from the wine and then she murdered her? Uh, I don't know. It was probably. drugged, so probably, yeah. Yeah. She could have passed oh out. God, oh. maybe just give her some more drugs. Right? You don't have to murder like her with an axe. Nope. Yeah. Axe. Drags her body into a closet and cuts it into nine pieces. Jesus. Yeah. Nine? Nine. See, here's what I'm thinking. Uh Uh-huh. You got a solid six pieces with, like, head, arms, legs, torso. Yeah. So she cut the torso in three? I would say head, arms, legs, and then knees. So your legs are four pieces. Torso and then maybe, like, in half the torso. Oh, my God. So it would be... Like one, hot dog two, three, or hamburger in half? I would say hamburger. Yeah, this is a weird conversation. It is. <laughs> <laughs> then she collected the blood in a basin. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Do you have a basin? I don't even know what a basin is. This is it like a tub? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Like a, a wash one. basin. <laughs> I don't have a wash basin. I would imagine you do because you have old shit. Yeah, it's true. My mom has like 17. Jesus Christ. Of course she does. <laughs> They're really pretty. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> keep my flowers in them. <laughs> so this is a quote from Leonardo when she's admitting later to what she had done. Yes. I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush. Ew. Ew! Yeah. That I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. Good God. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine. Kneading all the ingredients (laughs) together, I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit. Dude, it's a full-on goddamn recipe. Though Giuseppe and I also ate them. Oh, no. Why would she eat them? It is a goddamn recipe. That like, remember? She was like, she's this little old lady just like, yeah, and this is I how I make tea cakes. Vanilla extract. 
crunchy uh, tea cakes. Remember one of our last episodes where we talk about how there's got to be a way that you can Google shit on how to cook stuff and you had the book on semen? Yeah, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how it was in fucking 1917. She just gave out her goddamn recipe. <laughs> she really did. Uh, this is like Mrs. Field's cookies, but it's Leonardo's cookies. <laughs> Leonardo's yeah, fucking tea crunchy tea cakes made with blood. Yeah. Ew. Can we get... I can't get over the fact that she like cooked up the mush the body till it was yeah. a mush and then just was like oh, i'm gonna put this down the shitter yeah can yeah. you imagine her house probably smelled so bad yeah where is her husband in all of this is what i want to know oh he was probably a travel and work yeah so she also took faustina's life savings as a payment for setting her up with the husband oh my god you know because she still provided a service <laughs> yeah bitch she got thirty thousand lira oh yes the lira mm-hmm. which in today's money, I did not account for any kind of inflation. <laughs> Naturally, he just put in the exact amount. Yeah, but it would have been $5,642.55. Wow, that had to be so much money back then. That's probably a fucking shit ton of money, right? Yeah, yeah. A life savings. Wow, this lady was doing it right. Yeah. So then she was like, one's probably not enough. I gotta kill another lady. I want to keep my son alive. Mm-hmm. The second victim she chose was Francesca Suave. Ooh. Probably saying all these names wrong. Yeah. That's all right. It's nothing new here. Nope. <laughs> Leonardo told her that she had a teaching job for her overseas in a girl's school. And Ooh, a different kind of angle. Yeah. She don't need no man. She needs a career. Mm-hmm. She, kn- she knows how to play these people, you yeah, know? I know your audience, you know? Exactly. Same basic concept, though. She had her write letters to her family stating that she had this new job and whatever. Don't come looking for me. <laughs> I'm fine. I promise. And again, on her last day before departing, she went to visit Leonardo to be like, oh my God, thank you so much. You're Probably so amazing. Services. She was given drugged wine and killed in the next. Jesus. Is her house not covered in blood? Right? Or mm. smell bad? So Francesca was killed on September 5th, 1940. They didn't have a date for Faustina. So okay. that's just to give you a little bit of timeline of where we're at right now. Okay. But at this time, Leonardo is 46 years old. Just to oh, wow. put that into perspective. That's a lot of work for a 46-year-old. Right? Yeah. Swinging that axe around. <laughs> Boiling bodies. Yeah. I can't get over that she like boiled it to mush well and then with the blood she dr- waited till it, it coagulates yeah. so i don't know how long that takes but i imagine it's a while and then dry it grind it up like a lot that's, of work that's even your cannibal people didn't do that no they just ate them raw yeah she did the same thing with her body as she had with faustina so she boiled the body made got fucking it, cookies yeah made the tea cakes and put the the body leftovers in the septic tanks and stuff the leftovers <laughs> these are the bits we don't need <laughs> the body bits as you like to call them she got three thousand lara from her which is 940 dollars. not as much no same amount of effort mm-hmm. right yeah hmm. and then she was like should i stop no <laughs> i'm gonna go with the third victim third time's a charm yeah and I mean, maybe he was like still at war and she's like, this is the only thing keeping him alive. Oh, maybe. Because this is 1940s <sighs> too. So World War II's, you know, raging. Yeah. <laughs> Full swing. The third victim was Virginia Cacioppo. Mm-hmm. Leave Virginia alone. <laughs> she will not. <laughs> 
She was a soprano. Huh, interesting. Oh, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, and Leonardo claimed to have found work for her as a secretary to an impresario. What the fuck is that? I looked it up. It Good. is a guy who organizes and finances concerts and plays and operas and things. This lady is a big opportunist. Yeah. Well, she's like friends with this lady who's just like, oh my God, you sing. You're a perfect target. And You're also, me. check out this work I have for you. This is something you would totally be interested in and go over overseas for, right? Guess what I have in store for you. Yeah. The perfect thing. It's like the Nigerian prince. Exactly. But okay. this lady's not like, how does this 46-year-old, like, random-ass lady who owns a shop in this town know this fucking impresario yeah. overseas? Like, yeah. How do you know him? Question it. Can I talk to him? Yeah. They have phones? Yeah. They why totally are they did. also willing to leave? Like, yeah. yeah, take all my money. I'll write all these notes. I've never met this person once. Bye. Yeah, I'm going to go. I trust you with everything that I have. Literally. So, same as the other two. The lady goes to say bye, and she gets drugged. Gets drugged. Gets Kills axed. her with an axe. Except, this is a quote. <laughs> she ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne, Ew. and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. Ew, creamy, no. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. <gasps> that has to smell terrible, even with cologne. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. Yuck. What the fuck? That's so gross. Right? She was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe you just put extra sugar in this badge, bitch. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine washing your hands with people? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh I can't. Could you imagine eating fucking tea cakes? Tea cakes, and then you find out that they're people, and you're like, oh my god, gross. Then you want to wash your mouth out with soap, but then gonna- that's people too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This podcast has made me really fucking suspicious of potlucks. Oh my god. I'm not okay with it. Well, now. <laughs> <laughs> you never thought about it? No, but I've I think. so many potlucks, and I'm like, what kind of meat is this? <laughs> uh, How did you prepare it? Uh, yeah. I guess, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck people are doing. I trust my family, from. but I shouldn't. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not potlucking with my family. I'm potlucking with, you know, coworkers. Oh, yeah. No, they're fucking murdering yeah, people yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got some suspicious things. What's in these empanadas, Susie? (laughs) (laughs) They're really fucking good. (laughs) I've never tasted meat like this. (laughs) What, is this pork? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, pork. (laughs) I feel like I'm more creeped out by the, like, it's not a sterile kitchen. Like, you were just in my kitchen. It's not a sterile kitchen. Yeah, it's definitely a big uh, trust thing. You're really trusting. Yeah, like... You're not wearing hair nets. Mm-mm. You're not, like, Mm-mm. overly cleaning every utensil. Are you tasting it with the spoon and then washing that yep. spoon or putting it right yes, back they in are. there? They're coworkers, and they're like, fuck these people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you jizzing in one. it? We just oh, don't know. Oh, my God. No. I mean. No. Don't eat it unless you see them eating it, too. I just had so many potlucks. <laughs> a good rule of thumb. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good rule of thumb. I'm glad we've addressed this. Yeah. Like, Susie, just, take a bite. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching them eat it every time. <laughs> Who brought the potato salad? Mark? Got my Come on you. <laughs> anyway, so she got 50,000 lira from her, and that's about $9,404.50. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 50 cents? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, a 
apparently she chose the wrong victim here because Virginia's sister-in-law was like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, she didn't believe the letters and was like, uh-uh. Good sister-in-law. Yeah, and she had seen her on the day that she quote-unquote left going mm-hmm. into Leonardo's house. Oh, fucking we got a witness. Yeah. Can I get a witness? Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> she shut that shit down? She shut that shit down. She told the police superintendent who was like, nah, that's fishy as fuck. And yeah. he started to investigate it and he quickly arrested Leonardo. Good. She was like, nope. Didn't tell the police anything. And they were like investigating her and... Then they were like, you know what? Her son was probably involved in all of this. Giuseppe. (gasps) Oh, God. Oh, that's how to get her. Leonardo was like, nope. I'm going to protect him till the day I die. So she confessed to everything and was like, he had nothing to do with it. Here's what I did. And that's where all those quotes and everything came from. Oh, my God. Do you think Giuseppe knows he ate those? He does now. Oh, Lord Jesus. Y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So she was... Found guilty at trial in 1946 and sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum. Good. 30 years. How old was she? 40? 52 was when the trial happened. Okay. She was 52 years old. All right. So she'll be 80 when she gets out. Yeah. When she gets out. This all happened already. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you'll recall, the palm reader was like prison and criminal asylum right oh shit boom that's crazy gypsies know what they're talking about yeah the blood of a gypsy (laughs) that's crazy yeah my gosh and then she ended up dying of cerebral apoplexy in the women's criminal asylum what the fuck is that uh, you know what? I read what it was, and then I was like, whatever, mm, whatever. It's a thing. It's a thing in your brain. I think it is, <laughs> on account of the cerebral. cerebral. <laughs> yeah. October 15th, 1970 was when she died. She wow. She was 76 years old. Ooh, she was on her way out. Mm-hmm. She had spent 24 years in prison. Wow. Yep. What a way to go. Right? Well, she fucking deserved it. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, in one aspect of the crazy mom in me is like... Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I need to protect my kid. Yeah. But like, you know, the other aspect that's against, you know, murder. Why do you have to turn the lights on and off three times every time? So Charlie doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. That's Ooh, harmless. <laughs> so her murder weapons, which is a collection of axes and her pot that she boiled her victims in, uh-huh. are on display at the Criminology Museum in Rome. Ooh, that's something we got to go do. Right? Mostly yeah. I just want to go to Rome. But yeah, that too. But also I would stop there. Yeah, fuck yeah, I would too. The copper ladle that she used to skim the fat. Ugh had been given to her country, which was so badly in need of metal during the last days of the war. Really? Yeah. So it was scrapped? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's weird. Yeah. Just someone got shot with a bullet made out of, I don't know if bullets are made out of copper. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe the casing of it is. Maybe. But something happened with that copper that had also skimmed fucking people fat. To make fucking soap and tea cakes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Fat was probably for the soap. Yeah, I think it was for the soap. Skimming the fat. Oh, God, that's so weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't believe she ate it, though. That's the weirder part. Yeah. Like, I could see giving it to your neighbors and stuff just to be like, I'm super fucked up, and now I'm going to do fucked up shit to you. But to eat it yourself, like, that's... Wild. That's, yeah. That's, like, a different... That's a different kind of fucked up. Interesting. I don't know. That's different. We need some listeners in Rome, because I want a picture of that, even though we could just fucking Google it. Oh, yeah. It's totally on Google. Yeah. 
But I want an original content picture. Yeah. How big is this kettle? We need a banana for scale. We bring do. A Someone bring museum. a banana to the criminology. <laughs> what is it? Criminology Museum in well, Rome. God damn. Those were some good ones. I liked it. Yeah. I always like our podcast, though. I do, too. Where's I mostly that? just like to hear us talk. Yep, as we always do. Mm-hmm. Well, beautiful. Oh. Way to go, Stacey. This was an excellent rendition. Yeah. Yet another episode nailed. Crushed it. Is there any kind of event coming up? When does this one come out? The 30th? Oh, it is New Year. <gasps> hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. May all your dreams come true in this next year. May all your gym memberships renew. Yes. <laughs> Don't do a gym membership. Just fucking get out and run. Although, that's how you get murdered. Get a gym membership. <laughs> yeah. You're less likely to be murdered in a gym, I'm assuming. I actually don't know the logistics or the statistics. I don't okay. either. But also, put your headphones in. People are less likely to talk to you. But don't listen to anything so you can hear if someone's sneaking up on you. These are all really solid advice. From a very antisocial person. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, these people listening to podcasts are probably already pretty antisocial. Yeah. You can listen to us. We'll motivate you in the new year. Hey, turn around. (laughs) Pump it. Pump it up. Get it good. (laughs) Yeah. Crush those weights. Yeah. You got it. Lift them higher. Yeah. Squat it down. Get it. I don't know how to work out. (laughs) And left and left and right and right and left and left and right and right. Now I'm dancing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> I hope they are, too. Well, I do have one more thing that I want to mention. Oh, let's um, hear it. I have been checking the P.O. box. And yes. holy shit, I'm so happy. We've gotten some Christmas cards. Yay! You guys are amazing. And I love it. I finally don't look so sad when I go to look. Um, <laughs> I do have one thing I need to... To mention, though, a little, little special Uh-oh. shout out here to Casey Haley. Uh, Casey! You son of a bitch! <laughs> oh, With your goddamn glitter envelope. Oh, she got you with a glitter bomb. <laughs> Dude, I opened it in my car. It's a beautiful envelope. It's a beautiful card. It's so pretty. And the sentiment is is amazing and i love you but jesus christ i opened it in like a fit of joy like i wonder what's in here and it was in my car and now there's gold fucking glitter everywhere i feel it's just I to remind you attacked yeah. <laughs> it's like she knew it's just to remind you to smile and have fun every day yeah and i will for weeks because <laughs> glitter is the herpes of crafts it is. remember that casey is with you <laughs> yeah every time i get in my car now i'm like god damn casey <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking amazing i love it but also know that every time i get in my car and i see them i do smile and i appreciate you motherfucker <laughs> yes we love you so much thanks for the love you guys are awesome yeah thank you everybody who has given us anything shown us any kind of love any kind of shout outs Keep we appreciate going. you so hard yes we love it mm-hmm. keep talking with us it like makes our day also if anyone else wants to send us anything else or and by anything else i mean like nothing weird no. but if anyone wants to send us anything our p.o box is 2764 spring valley california 91979 yeah send us shit send us doodles yeah say hi yeah send us snail mail we get so pumped to see it seriously i get really excited i know we're gonna save it all and hang it up on all the walls Mm -hmm. the walls are just gonna be covered in your guys's shit yeah we're gonna look like pack rats (laughs) that's okay anybody who stays in my guest room is gonna be like what the 
fuck? <laughs> and I'd be like, hi. <laughs> These are my friends. Well, we haven't really told everybody in our lives that we have a podcast. I haven't told anyone, really. <laughs> <laughs> I've told the core people, but yeah, not yeah. everybody. Well, yeah. even some of the core people are missing. But, yeah. you know, they're going to be like, what is ISGD? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, it's just this thing. It's my thing. alter ego. Yeah. Like, it's totally not. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe it kind of is. It kind of. Yeah. But we're pretty honest here. It's just our normal ego. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. So tweet at us at ISGD podcast. We love getting your twits and your twats <laughs> and your Twitter pops. <laughs> We do love those twats. <laughs> Send us stuff at our email at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. What, what? Or go to our website, isgdpodcast.com. Yeah, go to that. I take a lot of time to put pictures on there and shit, so go look at it. It's always pictures of our case. You, really you can do. contact us there, too. You're crushing it. Crushing it. Yeah. Tell your friends. Go rate and review us. We love... Okay. We check the reviews like daily and we... It's true. They trickle in pretty slow. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. So make it exciting for us. Let them trickle in a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> you guys could just open the faucet. <laughs> yeah. Because we live for those as well. We see you seeing us. Yeah, we do. And we love it. I always still look at the locations. I do too. I think we got one from south america finally oh yes yeah. oh my god speaking of locations fucking shout out to cincinnati ohio yeah i don't know who the heck is there but what there's up? like a lot of them there <laughs> yeah. hey cincinnati yeah like we got one person and then they have a lot of friends whoever you are you're popular yeah you're started fucking that awesome yeah thanks for fucking that shit thanks for being you yeah when i saw that i was like god damn we're crushing it in cincinnati yeah <laughs> it was more than san diego i know so hey cincinnati we fucking love you. Yeah. We appreciate you. Motherfucker. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, is that all? I think that's all. So everybody, happy new year. Be kind to each other. Have fun. Be safe. We love you. We Send us shit you. that you want us to talk about. And we'll fucking report on it. Oh, it yeah. might take us a while, but we'll do it. Jackie, I know you sent us some shit. I was researching it. it fucked me up for a hot minute, but I'm going to report it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Recommend us some more cases that made you say, God damn. God damn. We'll, we'll see what it's about. God see damn. If we can, see if we can make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> God damn it. Flame for flame. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from our friends over at Perhaps It's You. Were you traumatized as a child by watching Unsolved Mysteries? Do you like to judge facial hair? <laughs> Guess what? We have a podcast for you. Can you believe it? It's called Perhaps It's You. And it is an unofficial Unsolved Mysteries rewatch podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Samantha. I'm Liz. We're two cool mystery ants, not really, <laughs> watch an episode of Unsolved Mysteries each week and tell you about it. We update you if any of the mysteries have been solved. We rate the episode on a scale of Robert Stacks. We can give episodes a possible five out of five Robert Stacks, although it rarely happens. Very rarely. We also complain about what everyone is wearing. And it doesn't really matter if you know anything about Unsolved Mysteries or not. You should tune in because it's the number one podcast on iTunes. Yeah, you can find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, most podcast platforms. You can also check out our website, perhapsitsyou.com, or find us on the social medias at Perhaps It's You. And get out there and solve some mysteries, bitches. Yeah. <laughs>